All right. Well, let's dive in this morning. So just so that you know, today is baptisms, right? We've got a bunch of them. And so, yeah, super excited. Now, I think it's like 15. Is it 15? Yeah, 14 baptisms of this service. And so we're going to be walking out of here no earlier than 1230. So if you know there's some, you know, I don't know what you have for, for, for Easter, a roast or a ham or something or a, I mean, a casserole, right? If you need to get home, I get it, right? But we're going to be to at least until 1230 because, man, we want to baptize and make sure we don't get in the way of that, all right? And so with that, let me dive in. I'm going to just talk for a few minutes this morning. My hope is to go just about, about 10 minutes this morning, 10, 15 minutes and just share this message, because today's a day of celebration, but, but you have to recognize that Palm Sunday, last Sunday, was not a day of celebration, per se. We said last week it was a day of, of waiting. Like, it was waiting, because we know that literally 2,000 years, men and women had been hoping and praying and believing for a Messiah, Right. For a redeemer, the Christ, one who would come and set people free. Right. And so for 2000 years, they've been praying, believing and waiting, praying, believing and waiting, praying, believing, waiting. waiting. And generations and generations never saw the Messiah. And so in Palm Sunday, you know what happens? Jesus is riding on a donkey and people are like waving the palm branches. Your kids have all done that in church. Hosanna in the highest, right? All this kind of stuff. And we're like, this is so great. But man, this is a moment of hope. All of their dreams and all of their aspirations and everything they were looking for wrapped up in Jesus. And here he comes. And, I think this is the moment. I think this is the moment, right? This is the day of celebration. And then he died. And that doesn't mean much to you necessarily because... Well, you know, there's a story. He was resurrected. You're like, but he, but he came back to life, right? But you have to recognize all of their dreams and all of their aspirations and every hope, everything they had was in Jesus. And he died. And when a person that you have all of your hopes and dreams in dies, there go all of your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations, expectations and anticipations. They all go out the door. And it did for them. And so I want you to try to put yourself into their story this morning. Like, I know it's hard because it's their life and their story is a long time ago, a different country, speak a different language, right? But I want you to do your best to try to put yourself into their story for a second. This idea of hopelessness and despair after their hopes were so high. And if you're a Falcons fan, you understand. I mean, every single one of you get it, Right. The fourth quarter, we turn into the fourth quarter and we're winning by 19 points, right? No, we're not going to go into the full, we're not going to the end of the fourth quarter, Brady, don't worry. We're going to stay right in the front of the fourth quarter. Like, your hopes are high. Like, for the first time in the history of Atlanta, you actually believe. You actually let yourself believe this. I mean, I'm literally texting my buddies like, this is the moment. Like, I've got tears from out of my eyes, right? This is going to be it. We are no longer losers. He has risen, right? It's fantastic. And then something else happened in the rest of the story. And that's what happened on biblical proportions. All their hopes and dreams. They actually got their hopes up to believe, he, he's the one. He's the Messiah. 
Oh my gosh, can you believe this? And, and where his buddies went, the 12, right? Whatever it is, it's like, like, hey, hey, this is our Jesus, you know, the 12. No, 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 we're the 12, right? They got a whole, the whole thing going down, and then he died. Remember how you felt at the end of the fourth quarter and that touch, last touchdown, and you literally thought that your heart was going to break and you could barely talk, and, you, and your wife knew, your husband knew, don't talk to them. That's what happened. This is what happened for them. They're in this moment of complete hopelessness, feeling completely lost, completely broken, completely disconnected. Do your best to let that sink in. Because you can't talk about this being empty. That's the cross, by the way, I was pointing at can't talk about this until you remember you really experience and understand what the resurrection stepped into let me read it to you from john chapter 20 you can turn your bibles there if you brought them or just look on the screen think about the disciples and their hopes right they had all of their eggs in the jesus basket right it says early on the first day of the week which had been sunday morning while it was still dark really early mary magdalene we know from other Gospels and two other women were with her. Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter, another disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the, uh, the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb began to run. right? Both were running. Both the disciples outran. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Don't you love that John's bragging about his speed, right? He bent over and looked into, he looked into strips of linen lying there but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him arrived and went into the tomb because he was confident enough, right? He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and he believed. He didn't believe in the resurrection, guys. It simply says they still understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. They just believed that Jesus' body was gone. That's not, And that was not a good thing for him. Verse 10. Then the disciples, I'm going to add here, just deflated. I'm sure it's somewhere in the Greek, right? No, the disciples deflated. They went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head, other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away. Can you imagine her pain, she said. And I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around, saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who, who is it you were looking for? There's compassion in this. Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, I mean, if you've even just carried him away, tell me where you put him. I will get him myself. And then Jesus said to her, Mary. She knew him, right? She turned toward him and cried out. Could you imagine the cry at Aramaic? Rabboni, which means teacher, a sign of affection. And Jesus said, hey, don't hold on to me. I've yet to return to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I'm returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Showing now this one big family, right? Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her, right? This morning, we're going to focus on Mary for a moment. 
Mary loved Jesus because he was ultimately responsible for the breakthrough in her life. We know from the Gospel of Mark that Jesus, listen, cast seven demons out of her life. Out of her, and from that point on, she became a follower of Jesus. She had like at a 10 a.m., she had seven demons in her. And I don't know if you know, that's not good. That does not, that means your life is struggling. It means you're wrestling. It means there's darkness that's defining your view of life and you have no hope. You have no dreams, right? Everything is overwhelming. And then at 10.01, I'm just making numbers up by the way, Jesus cast demons out of her and he, she said, ah, I have to follow you wherever you go. And she did. And scripture tells us that literally she and the other woman literally financially supported the ministry of Jesus. And everywhere Jesus went, she followed. He was and would have been the most important person in her life. And even in his death, she is still honoring him by coming to the tomb to anoint his body with spices. She didn't need to come, but she wanted to come. Because she just wanted to be where he was, even if he was dead. And when she came to the tomb, found it empty, she didn't know what had happened. Maybe the Romans stole the body just to like, just to spite us, right? But the whole thing is like, it's adding insult to injury. Insult to injury in the moment. And she's overwhelmed. And in the story, she's just weeping. She's completely undone, lost in the moment, overwhelmed by this loss of Jesus. And now the body's gone. At least she knew where he was. Now she has no idea. It is crushing. Can you see or at least feel the hopelessness? Can you see or at least feel the level of despair? Can you feel or at least understand the pain of her unmet expectations and her failed dreams, everything in the Jesus basket. I'm just going to give up everything and follow you. And she has this moment. This defines pre-resurrection for her. You get that, right? That there's this moment, right, that Jesus was resurrected. But Jesus wasn't resurrected to her, right? Because she had no interaction. She didn't know him. She had no idea. She's still living in the reality of death. Isn't that the lives of many people that you know that resurrected happened 2,000 years ago, but they're not living in its reality today and the hope that defines it? It's available to them like it was available to her. And just like in the moment he says, Mary, Jesus says to every person who's yet to experience the resurrection, he calls you by name. And so she's in this moment, right? But then, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Then the miraculous happens. Jesus says her name. Isn't it so cool that when he just said woman, he didn't recognize. But when Jesus said her name, she recognized the voice. And, and you know, listen, you all know exactly how she responded. How do I know that? Because you've seen all the videos of soldiers returning home. You know, that moment you're going to feel something. You're like, huh, let's just Google soldiers returning home. And you're like, sit there with like tissue in hand waiting. 
right? Because they're at a football game, they're at a basketball game, they have a big box, whatever it may be, right? They have that moment, like, they're at school, there's video cameras exploiting the children, right? You've got the whole dynamic going down, and then all of a sudden, someone just goes, has the awkward, like, hey, so turn around, right? And you're like, ah, ah, right? And you're hoping it's one of the good ones. You know what I mean when I say that, right? Because then the good ones, what happens? They turn, and there's an immediate, like, leg-buckling, tear coming out of the eyes, laughing and running all at the same time like this, right? Right? The whole dynamic. And you're like, oh my gosh. And what happens? You feel it, don't you? And you're thinking to yourself, God, I can only, I can only feel a fraction of what they're feeling in the moment. And that's Mary. Oh, it's a miracle. All the hope that was gone. All the dreams that had been crushed. Into the moment. What happens? In the resurrection of Jesus All of a sudden, resurrection floods her life to the person of Jesus. And everything that was in the Jesus basket and was lost has now been returned. And maybe she's going, and Jesus just took this kick button, took names. Yeah, this is awesome. And what's her, you can see, she's like, I just want to hug him. This is the moment. This is Easter. This is the resurrection Hopes and dreams and life are infused into those who hear the voice of Jesus and respond. Let's just press pause. I don't know a lot of you because you're here for baptisms. Welcome. But what I don't know about you, which I do about most of the people who come to Vintage, is whether or not you know Jesus. And I just want you to know there is no anger in Jesus, when he says your name and you haven't responded, there's no anger. There's no condemnation. There's only the longing of a father who just wants to connect with his child. And he never gives up. And my wonder, have you heard his voice? Whether through your wife or through your child or through your boss or through a co-worker or through your neighbor or through the radio or through television. Have you heard Jesus in some fashion calling your name? We can't go much further unless you recognize this call of Jesus. And so in Mary, what are three things that we learn? And then we're going to be done. Number one, life is birthed through knowing Jesus personally. When he says your name, like he said Mary's, she recognized it. Do you recognize it? And let me tell you something. When he says your name and you respond, resurrection life always floods us, no matter where we are, whether we've known him for 30 years or we're about to know him in 30 seconds. When we, when he says our name and we respond, resurrection, hope and life and dreams and anticipation all flood in. Why? Because that's what resurrection does. Do you know him? Number two, Jesus wants, we learn from Mary that Jesus wants to bring resurrection to the ones that he loves. He loves you. It's why he died of substitution, identification. He put himself in your place. He identified with your brokenness and he came in and he saved us. First Peter one, three, just listen as I read this in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. To the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In his great mercy, we have new birth through the resurrection of Jesus. He wants to pour out his love. Have you experienced resurrection of Jesus? Where your life 
and your dreams and your hopes and your aspirations and your expectations are just flowing because you understand Jesus is God and all powerful and he's in your life and all of your eggs are in his basket. You may have to wait to see fruition, but it will come because he is God and he loves you. Number two, the third, the third thing. Number three, resurrection for Mary means hope and it means hope for us. Let me tell you something. We misunderstand hope. We think of hope of like, oh, fingers crossed. Oh, just, oh, right. We hope it happens. But biblical hope is a huge and powerful word. It's defined, listen, as a desire for something in the future and a clear, confident expectation of it happening. We live in confidence and hope for eternity. We don't see it, but we, we, live, we live confident. AKS in the day, Daddy, you you afraid of death? I'm like, no, bring it. I'm so prepared and ready for Jesus. I cannot wait for him to come. I want to live out, get get you married, see my grandkids, all that kind of stuff. My hopes is that, right? But man, when the time comes, I'm like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I'm ready, right? Because, man, oh, I believe in hope in him. And resurrection means hope that we live in this confidence that he's going to move Mary. Man, her hope came alive again because Jesus is alive. That was the, the verse. It says in that verse three, it says, we've given, been given a new birth into, listen, into a living hope. Something that's living is active and it's breathing all day, every day, at every time, at every moment. And so there's a living hope. We don't ever have to live in despair. We don't ever have to live in darkness. Why? Because there's a living hope in Christ because he's the king. He is the Lord. He is sovereign, which means he's over and in control of all things. And in the moment, that means there is hope for us. Easter is for each of you. And for a, apart from embracing the resurrection of Jesus, there is no hope or eternal life for anyone. Apart from Jesus, there is no hope or eternal life for anyone. And we get that from resurrection. We have hope. Because Jesus would say, I am here. I'm not over there. I'm here. I'm present. I'm alive. I'm moving. I have been resurrected. And now there's a living hope through me. My question is simple. Is your life, think about it, is your journey marked by hope in the midst of life, a confident assurance of God's movement and intervention because of your knowledge of his resurrection, power in your life, and a knowledge of Jesus? Or is your life marked by hopelessness? Fear, worry, doubt. What primarily defines you? Do you live frustrated in, in your life, primarily? Or do you live in the hope and the confidence that you may have to wait for the things you're anticipating, but God is going to move because you know who he is? Jesus is here. And he couldn't wait to say your name either. And you couldn't wait to cause resurrection to occur in your life. He couldn't wait in the moment. Like, here's the deal. Like, I read scripture sometimes, and I try to remove, like, that stoic Jesus out of my mind. who's like a, like a machine, a mechanical, who says, Mary, right? I'm sure like, Mary, right? I bet it's like this playful Jesus who's like, man, oh, I just can't wait. I can't wait to say her name. Play a game woman, what are you doing here, right? What's going on? Are you just here to hang out? Here to like do some gardening? What's up with the tomb, right? You can see Jesus, like he's waiting to drop it. He's waiting to drop it. And then he goes, Mary. 
She's like, oh, <laughs> right? It's that moment, right? He's a soldier waiting. He can't wait. It's the moment. That's how he says your name. He lives there anticipating and expecting with excitement to say your name and hoping that you'll respond. And when you do, he's like, resurrection life. Hope is going to flood, right? And this morning as we come into this moment, are we allowing this resurrection life and the truth of it to literally fill us in everything? Because that's why he did this. Because people around you every day are looking for Jesus. And they're looking for someone who has experienced resurrection because no one likes being around non-resurrected, hopeless, and despair people. You know what I mean. He is looking to flood us. Why? Because he says the fields are white for harvest. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. He's looking for those of us who have given our lives to Jesus, submitted everything to him, and follow him as the resurrection hope in life floods through us. He wants you to experience it so that you can then give it away. Have you? Have you given your life to him? Is he Lord of your life, which simply means he's in charge of everything? Or do you make him a part of your life and you add him in to specific sections of your life when you need him or when you want him? But then you do whatever the heck you want to do. And he says this morning, man, resurrection life, it's Mary. It's 10 o'clock, demon filled, 10.01, demon released, and now following Jesus wherever he wants me to go. And I will move the hope of resurrection life. This morning, I want you to respond. We're going to take communion here in a moment. Harvest is going to come and lead us in a song of worship. We're going to take communion. I'm going to give you some directions here in a moment, so just right, pay attention. As we take communion this morning, communion is very clear. It's about remembering and celebrating the life and death and now the resurrection of Jesus, right? It's remembering what he's done so that he has come alive inside of us. It's for those who have given their lives to Jesus, who say, yes, he is the resurrection king in my life. And this morning, we, as you come, I'm asking you, as you take, you're not just walking up here and going, hey, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Hey, right? No, thank you. Take it. No, I want you to walk up and I want you to say, Jesus, do I hear your voice today? Do I hear the excitement and the joy of you giving yourself to me, of resurrection and hope every day? I want you to come and remember the sacrifice. I want you to remember what he's done and to say, Jesus, I want you to have everything. If you don't know Jesus this morning, it's real simple. You recognize that you're living this life opposed to God, not far away from him in your own sin, your own willful disobedience this disconnect, and you simply say, Jesus, I'm tired of that life. I hear you calling my name, and I'm responding and turning to you. And in turning to you, Jesus, you're going to save me, hear this, and you're going to be Lord. Everybody loves Jesus as a Savior, but he'll do stuff for you. But they don't like Jesus as Lord because then he has control of your life. And that's why people have tension with Jesus. Because he's expecting to rule your life. But let me tell you something. I get big Doug Judson over here. Beard down to here. He would tell you, when he gave his life to Jesus, everything changed. Right, Doug? This morning, don't leave without doing that if God's calling you. 
All right. Here's what we're going to do. My servers, will you come, please? Go ahead and come forward. Come quick. All right. So I need the um, bread person. Yeah, I'll be the bread person on on that on the left, standing on the left side, right, and then need the yeah. So you go, bread person on the left, and the bread person on the left over here uh, on this side and the right over here. Okay, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you do, whatever you on the side. Okay, so everybody, it's a simple math. This line right here, this section, you're going to come right here. You're going to come this way, walk back down the aisle, and go to your seat. Okay. Right here in the middle. We're going to start over here, okay, and then we'll come to here seconds. All right? You're all adults. You can figure this out, okay? Then right there's the separation. You're going to you're going to come and you're going to go back around this way. You're going to start listen. You're going to start on this side, okay? Make your way up here. Take and you're going to take communion. If you came this morning because of the numbers of people, if you came this morning to give an offering and a tithe, as this is the time for it, so you're going to put it right here in these baskets, okay? If you didn't come, you're like, oh, my gosh, he's asking for my money. Ah, then don't give. I don't care, right? But if you came prepared to give this morning, I'm just asking to be obedient to God, and this is the time that you would do that. So we're going to take communion. It's going to be a little bit busy. It's church, and it's Easter, so be nice to people, okay? And get, let them cut into line with you. And I'll just say this, as you're praying for yourself, pray for the person in front of you and behind you. Okay? All right. So let's bring the lights down. We're going to sing, Let Hope In. Did your brother write that? Yeah, so her brother wrote this song. Daniel Bashta wrote, God's Not Dead or Like a Lion, whatever. And so we're going to just worship this morning. So as you come this morning, worship as you're in your seat, worship. I would just simply say this. When you get done, if you really want to spend time with Jesus, then just go back to your chair. You can kneel there or sit there and do that, okay? All right, so with that, we're going to start on both sides to kind of work our way in right here, this side right here first, and then this side second. You're officially released to go take communion. For those of you who are getting baptized, you need to change. This is the moment to do that. I speak to barrenness. I come in life within. Come live your desolate spring of you living well. I speak to
us. Lord Father, we thank you for we thank you for this moment. And Jesus, we pray grace upon the part, Lord, that we just experienced. That Lord, you would awaken, you would speak, Lord. I know there's just a lot of people, a lot of movement, God. And I pray, Father, in the in the, in the midst of the hecticness, that you would do that unique work where you can speak to the, the, the still small voice into our being. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we've come to the point of the service where we get to celebrate baptisms. And so we're excited. Timothy's going to go ahead and come on up. And uh, the microphone's right there, bro. So let me get everybody who's getting baptized. If you would come, I think it'd be easier because we have a number to kind of come around, kind of like right here, maybe. So y'all let's go. go. Right here. So. Let's go. If you're getting baptized, yeah. let's go. Let's start right here. All of you right up. now. Yeah, come on. All right, let's just go. so y'all know, parents and stuff let's and go. family, we do have some professional photographers here who are part of our church that are taking photos today for $100 a piece. You can buy them. Just kidding. No, we will have them available to you, and don't worry. We'll shoot emails out to you how to access those and all that kind of jazz. So, All right, is everybody here? It's so good. Y'all almost kind of went from like shortest to tallest. That's been hilarious. All right. Um, actually need another sheet of paper. <laughs> Wrong. Yes. Toby ruined it, Steve. see one more sheet of paper. He's not looking. Yeah, that's it. That's what I need. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Hey, Toby ruined your tallest or shortest, Steve. Yeah, Okay, I was going to ask a few questions. You know these questions. I need y'all to pay attention and look at me. Everybody take this a serious moment, making a decision today, obviously, to get baptized. This is between you and Jesus in the context of people who want to support and love and run with you. Can I get an amen right here? Amen. Yeah, man, it's awesome, right? So three questions. Look at me. Your simple, your answer is I do at the end of these. Don't worry, you're not getting married. Number one, do you believe in God, the Father, the almighty maker of heaven and the maker of earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried, who rose again on the third day, ascended to the right hand of God, from which he will come to judge the living and the dead? Good. And last, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Fantastic. All right, well, let's do this um, just because of space. So I think there's a little more room over here. So if you're getting baptized, we're going to start with Emily. So if you're not Emily, if you're not Emily Goodman, if you would just come on this side over here and just sit on the ground right here, if you don't mind, yeah? And so as they make their way, make space, Toby, good to see you. All right. If you are part of Emily's family, go ahead and come forward. Come on, sweetie. I'm just going to let all of you know it's definitely, so I need you to go that way because you've got P.S., so kind of just, you can get, like, people don't mind if you sit their feet right here. You can turn and stuff, right? There you go. Fantastic. All right. So once you, so I need y'all, yeah, to come around. Um, actually, I'll get out of your way. Yeah, yeah. So hop in the water. Let me just tell you now, and family, I'm say, you can stay, if, if you can see better where you're seated, that's fine too, okay? And they know that you're supporting them. I'm just letting you know if you get hard to see, okay? All right. It's definitely not warm, but it's warmer than the Jordan River. All right. So I need microphone, Timothy, real quick. I need uh, Jason to be praying and I think you and affirming and then baptizing. So won't you look this way right here? There you go. Fantastic. And if you will affirm and just pray over her. 
Emily. Your brother, your mother, and I are so excited that you've decided to choose today, on Easter Sunday, to make public to all of your friends and family and all of our church family that you decided to let Christ into your heart and to live for him. We thank God every day that he gave us such a smart, loving, beautiful daughter. And we're very proud of you. We pray. Dear Heavenly Father, today we lift up Emily and we celebrate her decision to be a warrior for your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for giving her the heart of a leader. We pray that she will grow to use her many gifts that you've bestowed upon her to be a light in this world who leads others to you. Thank you, Lord, for Emily and the blessing that she is in our lives. Amen. Amen. All right, could you tell everyone real quick why you would like to get baptized today? I want to be baptized to show people that I ask God into my heart. Amen. All right. Your dad's going to baptize you. So just real quick, take your take your hand like this. Hold your nose. All right. And dad's going to baptize you. Okay. This is what the big time looks like right here, guys. My own towel. All right. First up, let's get Blake Dixon and everybody that's with Blake Dixon. Come on, Blake. Let's go. Go ahead and stand right here in this water, young man. All right, Blake. Yeah, man. All right. Let's start by telling everybody why you want to get baptized. Yeah. Way to go, Blake. And you're praying for him, right? All right. So I'm going to offer. So we do this thing where when we start baptisms, you heard Jay do it a second ago. We saw that Jesus, when he was coming out of the baptism, his baptism in Mark 1, that the father said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. So there are these words of affirmation. So you're going to be hearing lots of affirmation this morning. I get to do Blake's and I'm super pumped about it. Um, so Blake, I love you, dude. I'm so proud of you, man. Um, Blake, Blake decided to get baptized today because he asked his mom if he'd ever been baptized. And she said, no. And he was like, oh, I thought I got baptized when I was a kid. And, and Kessler said that he was adamant about getting baptized today. And so, Blake, with that same intensity, you need to lean into Jesus, man. Like there's a scripture where, where Jesus is sitting in the temple. Or there's a, or excuse me, there's a, there's a scripture where it says Jesus in his early life grew in wisdom and favor with both God and man. And I think that was, that's what God's going to do in this season. He's going to grow you in wisdom and favor with both him and the people around you. So, Blake, lean into Jesus, man. Continue the path of maturity that you're on. You're growing into an awesome young guy. I'm so proud to know you, and I love you, buddy, okay? Now your dad's going to pray for you, and then we're going to dunk you. All right. It's just a couple of things, Mom, and I want to say to you first, Blake. Um, First of all, Bryant and Elizabeth, Mom and I love you so much. We're so proud of you. The step that you've taken on your own 
to let the world know what Jesus means to you. And even though you accepted Christ as your Savior as a young boy, now you want to make that public, and we're so proud of that. Um, God has a destiny for you, and he wants to mold you and fit you into that destiny. So I want you to remember in everything you always do, say, is this a part of what God has for me? Is this a part of my of his destiny for me? The Kevin LeVar song that we love so much about the destiny and what God has for you. Always remember that nothing is more important than your God-given destiny. God blessed you with a wonderful sense of humor. We say that God looked at our family and said, those people are way too serious. And so he gave us blank. Um, He's also blessed you with an extraordinary musical talent. And we're just so thankful for that and thankful that you will use that for him in the years to come. Some of my favorite times with you are listening to music in the car on the way to school every morning. A prophecy was spoken over you when you were a baby. And it said, God has big things for Blake to do. I believe it was Tom Tanner that spoke that over you. And so, mine and mom's greatest joy is going to be watching God fulfill that prophecy in you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Blake and what he means to our family, but even more for what he means to you. I thank you that he accepted you as his Savior and that he now wants to be baptized and let the world know that you're his Savior. Strengthen his faith, Lord. Help him to always seek you in in, in your will for him in everything that he does. Lead him to people that will point him to you, and I pray that he will do the same thing for others. Guide him into his God-given destiny and protect him from harm and bad influence always. Kessler and I are so thankful that you gave him to us to raise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're part of Kinsley's people, let's go ahead. Oh, we are coming from the back row, making the long trip down. Kinsley, you can go ahead and stand in there for me real quick. Oh, you need some help? How warm is it? Not very warm? You'll do it. You're a champ. We got it. So, Kinsley, why don't you let everybody know today why you want to be baptized? I want to strengthen my relationship with Jesus. Yeah, that's awesome. Kinsley, we are so proud of you for deciding to take this next step in your faith. You're such a beautiful and joyful member of our family. I'm so thankful God chose me to be your big sister because it is such a blessing to watch you grow in your love for Christ and for others. Always remember to put God first in everything that you do, and we all love you. God said, this is my child. Are you baptized in his love?
God, we praise Thee today for Your Son, Jesus, who gave His life that we might have this for our redemptions of sin. Lord, take this disciple, strengthen her in the wisdom and the spirit and the growth of Thy holy mercy that endears life forever. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. up here. Oh, you already know you're going first? Anna. God, you're such a go-getter. So proud of you, Annabella. So this is Annabella Pritchard. Everybody say, hey, Annabella. Definitely not Annabella, just so you know. Annabella, why don't you tell everybody why you want to get baptized today? Because I want people to know I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Who's doing which? Mom, you're doing blessing. Dad, you're praying. All right, here we go. Okay, I'm going to read this as your mom. So you look at her, okay? So when I say your dad and I, don't get weirded out, all right? Annabella. Your dad and I are so proud of you this day and every day of your life. You are a joy in our lives. God has created you funny, witty, loving, observant, beautiful, and kind-hearted. The Lord is dedicated to you, and today your dedication to him is a step toward the beautiful life that he has for you. Follow him wholeheartedly. We love you always. God bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for our daughter, Annabella. We thank you for blessing her with a good, strong, kind, loving heart for you, Lord. We thank you for this commitment she makes to you today. We just ask that you bless her life, Lord. Make her a strong disciple for you. That you fill her with the Holy Spirit, Lord. That you have a wisdom to do your will, Lord. That you fill her with love and joy. And that you watch over her, Lord. You protect her and guide her in everything that she does, Lord. Big brother Brennan. Brennan, why don't you tell everybody why you want to get baptized today? To show everyone my faith in Christ and because it was commanded in the Bible. Yeah, boy, let's go. All right. Round two. You got it. You got it. Here we go.
great plans for our you are loving, easygoing, kind, patient, hardworking, and sweet young man. Your dedication to the Lord is the most important decision you will make today and every day for the rest of your life. Let him guide you into all the many blessings he has in store for you. God bless you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for Brennan. We thank you for his long, his strong heart, his kind, loving heart for you, Lord. We thank you for this commitment that he makes to you today, Lord. We just ask that you bless him, bless his life, Lord. Make him a strong leader, a strong light, a strong disciple for you, Lord. We just ask that you fill him with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that you give him wisdom, Lord, to do your will. We ask that you fill him with love and joy, that you watch over him, protect him, and guide him throughout his whole life and forever, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go. Unless you want to be first. You're born first. You want to get baptized first? What do you want to do? Really? You want to go first? Come on, Campbell. Let's go then. Well, I'm going to say something for both of you and then let Timothy kind of individually speak because, I'm, first of all, we're so thankful for Timothy to kind of, you know, as, as, as a parent, you start out and you, you think you're doing the right things, you're moving them in the right direction, but just to have someone outside of that box that can help get them to this point has been great. And we've kind of let go of that. I'm so glad it's happening. We've asked Ben, who was our neighbor for about five years when these girls were very little, and they, their family set such a great example to them uh, and how they live, and we're just so proud to know them. And I want Ben to pray because I don't think I can make it that far. So we love you girls. We're so proud of you. Both of you are just just such great examples of, uh, of, of who Christ wants you to be. And we're so glad you're here. All right, stand with your prayers real quick while I talk to Campbell for a second. Campbell, about two months ago at my house on Bi- uh, Wednesday night Bible study, I was talking about how I love all you guys and I don't look at y'all as kids in my youth group, that y'all are my friends. And you, and you started laughing at me. You remember that? Oh, yeah, you laughed at me in front of everybody. And I said, Campbell, what's so funny? And you said, well, of course we're friends. So, Campbell, I want you to know that I'm proud. Not just that you're, you come to Vintage. Not just that I know you, that you're my friend. Um, and I think there are so many people who you know who are proud to know you. I think that you shine and evidence the love and support of Jesus in every relationship you're in. There's so many people who are better, better people because of who you are. So today, keep moving forward. As you're taking this step, take a step forward in every area of your life. Shining and radiating the love of Jesus, because that's who you're made to be and what you're made to do. Ben, you ready to pray it up? But Father God, it's been a pleasure watching these girls grow up. It's been a pleasure and an honor that that you have given us to um, to baptize here today. God just is on. When Jesus arose, I can just imagine the excitement that was going on 
um, by that pool that day and the excitement that you're creating in here today is tangible. So um, today, Lord, uh, as I was praying for Campbell, you gave me the word treasured. You are treasured. You are a treasure in his eyes. And that's going to be more and more evident as as you continue to walk closer and closer to him. Because everybody's going to know. This isn't hidden. This is being recorded. Everybody's going to know this. Isaiah 62, 3. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand. A royal diadem in the hand of your God. Amen. You ready? Go ahead, sit down, Campbell. Actually, Campbell, why did you get baptized today? Because I want to be a light for the Lord. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Now, Carson, why do you want to get baptized today? To take a further step in my relationship with God. Oh, yes, that's so good. Hey, so we've talked about it a lot today. And there's a story where Jesus gets baptized. And when he comes up, the father says, this is my son. He brings me great joy. And I want you to know that you're his daughter and you bring him great joy. But more than that, you radiate joy. You bring joy to everyone around you. You are fun and funny, and you're a great friend, and you make it better for people to be around you. You are so good at supporting those around you. You are so good at helping people move into joy. You bring me great joy, Carson. So today, know that while you bring all these people great joy, God is looking at you saying, you're my daughter, and you bring me great joy. Okay? Heavenly Father, we want to pray for Carson, too. And we, we're thankful for the joy that she brings. And uh, there's one particular memory that you've etched in the Gillum family household that will always bring us joy from when she was just a baby. Lord, I'm thankful for Carson. When, when we were praying for her, um, the word that came up was cherished. Proverbs 31 um, I kind of cherry-picked some verses out of there. But she is clothed clothed with strength and dignity. She speaks with wisdom. Her works will bring her praise at the city gate. Wherever you go, people are going to know that you're a light. They're going to see you and say, something's different about Carson. I wonder what that is. And then they're going to ask. And you're going to have the opportunity to tell everybody. Because many people are going to ask. They want, I want what Carson's got. Thank you, Jesus. All right, you ready? Go ahead and sit down.
love this. Laney, let's keep it going. All right, if you're with Laney, let's go. Here, I'm going to give this to mom so that she can, or not mom, there's mom, sorry. I just handed it to the first woman I saw and said, that's the mom. Um, uh, it's, it's nice and warm. <laughs> she said, oh, wow. <laughs> so this is Laney. Laney, why do you want to get baptized today? To grow closer with Christ and show my loyalty to him. Probably strong. So I get the honor of not just uh, offering words of encouragement, but praying for Laney as well. I didn't know this, but apparently when you're a parent and your child gets baptized, you tend to like not be able to hold it together. So I totally get it, guys. So Laney, when we were driving home from Laparia this past Friday, I was like, Laney, I've loved getting to know you so much. I like you. And you were like, or no, and I said, I just thought you were quiet. And you're like, yeah, most people think I am quiet. And one of the greatest privileges of the past few months has been getting to know you. Um, and I feel like the word that I got for you today was close. And so when Jesus comes up out of the Jordan River being baptized, the Holy Spirit descends on him as a dove, right? And I think the, what God was saying is, Laney, I'm going to be as close to you as that and maybe closer. You're going to experience intimacy with the Lord like you never have before. You're never going to have to worry about feeling far away or distant or like you're alone. So today God says, you're my child and I'm bringing you close. And you're going to be a, a way for people around you to experience that closeness as well. I'm so proud. Okay? All right, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for Lainey. Thank you for who she is, the distinct personality and gifts you've given her. Thank you that she is a supportive and loyal friend. Thank thank you so much for the privilege of getting to know her. Thank you so much for everything that she has given us in return, all the gifts that she shared with, with us. I pray today as we baptize her, she would experience your presence and know your pleasure, that she would know you, she, she is your daughter, and that she would experience your closeness like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're with Arden, go ahead and come on up. Go ahead and hop in there, Arden. <laughs> the best, the second best part of all this is the is the reaction when they first step in. The oh god. <laughs> all right, Arden. You just want to hang out in the water for a little while? Okay. Why don't you tell everybody why you want to get baptized this morning? Um, I want to take another step with my relationship with Christ. You be offering up some words of blessing for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to begin to start uh, relating what this child has meant to me. She's a blessing every day. Um, she's um, she's life to me and my family. She makes me smile. She makes us laugh. Timothy said something yesterday. Uh, encouragement and I'm encouraged by her every day and 
I can see the encouragement of Jesus Christ in her life. And thank Timothy for bringing that to her. We love her more than anything. I'm going to let Timothy pray for you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for Arden. Uh, she is life and light to those around her. We love her deeply. And I cannot imagine how much you love her. So I pray as she goes into this water that she would experience your love in a new way. That she truly would take a new step with you. I pray that you would show her how you feel about her. I pray that you would show her how much you love her and you like her and you're for her and you're on her team. I pray today would be a day that she never forgets. Bless Arden and her family in Jesus' name. Alyssa Cabral. Let's do this. Oh, the family's coming down from the back row. From the back row here. You get in the middle. Oh, yeah. No, you come up here. Are you praying? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's cold. Everybody says it's cold. Are you surprised? All right. Alyssa, why you want to get baptized today? Because I love God and I want to profess my faith in Him and that I'm forever His. Yes. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to speak some words of affirmation for you and then Aaron's going to pray for you, right? All right. Alyssa, we'll back up for a second so I can look at you. Hey. I love you, okay? I'm so proud of you. Um the word that I got for you was overcome. And I know that you're worried. Alyssa's moving in a little while, just so everybody knows. I know you're worried about that. And I feel like what the Lord said is you do not have to be. He is going to overcome for you. You don't have to worry about friends. You don't have to worry about light. You don't have to worry about that. All you have to do is trust him and take a step. But more than that, I want you to know that it's not just going to somewhere new. You've left. So you're going to leave so much behind here. You're leaving behind friends that you have influenced. You're leaving behind people who love you. You're leaving behind this great thing that you have done here. We're better because you were here. And I'm so thankful that I know you. You were a fun, funny, smart, talented, pretty good at dancing girl who is the, like just the best person to be around. So I want you to know on behalf of your family and friends and church family, it is a privilege to be a part of this day with you, okay? Ready? placing this call on her life and her heart. Father, I pray that after today she would never be the same. I pray that your love would wash her heart and make it new. I thank you for baptisms, Father, and this opportunity to become a part of your eternal kingdom. And I pray that she, from now on she would always look to you for comfort and her childlike faith would increase. In Jesus' name.
Make Coltrane. You ready? Let's go, Make Coltrane. Woo-hoo! Uh, oh, yeah, you're getting in. That's right. This is the best. Megan, before Connie talks to you and Steve prays for you, is everybody, oh, God. Did you bring a whole other church with you? What's going on, Megan? Hey, when you know people, you know people. What can you say? Why don't you tell everybody about you want to get baptized? Okay, so like a month or two ago, I called Timothy, and I mentioned to him how I wanted to rededicate my life to Christ, and I really didn't know what that meant or like what that looked like then. And then last Sunday at youth, um, Timothy was talking about baptisms, and it was like Jesus just opened doors and like prayers and just answered like every question I had. And so that's kind of where I'm at today to rededicate my life and to just die of my old self and of this world and to just walk a new life hand in hand with our Savior. Megan is relational. She has got a heart that's bigger than many I've ever known. After living in three different continents, I have seen Jesus be relational in every culture that we face. And that is what I think of Megan. As I've prayed over the past couple days, Lord, what do I impart upon her? I just keep thinking this big heart and how relational you are. I look at these girls that you've invested in even in the past couple months. And I think you have a big job. So I want you to think, as you stand here today, I want this to burn in your memory as a time that you turned from this wowing, open up your eyes moment. Because you're not little, you're big. You have a lot of wisdom already imparted upon you. And I want you to look at what's ahead. Just you and these, she wears these ugly yellow Crocs that no one else likes. But it's bold, like it's bold. And I have this picture of you in these Crocs, except for you in relationship, of going against the flow. And standing where other people would be uncomfortable to stand, to share your faith, and to share Jesus. And so I love you. I love how you love these girls that are younger than you and already mentoring it. You know, my own daughter's benefit, and I long to see what God has in store for you years to come. And the many that will be in eternity, because you share relationship and Jesus with them. Jesus, Father, I thank you for Megan. Father, I thank you for her life. I thank you for the calling that's on her life. I thank you, Jesus, that as you look at her, God, you... You see a daughter whom you love, that you were proud of, that you were thankful to know her. And I pray, Jesus, to today as she goes down into the water and it signifies going down into death, our old life. God, I thank you that she's raised to a new one in Christ. And I pray today, Father, there be a real clear understanding of that new life in Christ and what that means and hearing your voice and walking with you and keeping to step with your spirit because you're the most important thing in her life and that you define everything that's going on with her life because she sees it in the context of, of you and her together. And I pray, Father, as she goes down into the water, God, and raised a new life, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and baptize her afresh and anew. I pray the gifts of your spirit would flow in power. I pray, Father, that you would reveal yourself to her in ways that she didn't even know existed. And that you would bless her in Jesus' name. Amen.
Mackenzie Strickland. All right, Mackenzie. While everybody's making their way up here, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody why you want to be baptized? Well, my whole life I've struggled with anxiety pretty badly, and I'm finally finding peace in that anxiety by knowing Jesus and putting my life in God's hands. And I'm really thankful for how he's changed me in my entire life, so I just want to profess that to everyone. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, my God. Um, so, Mom, you're going to pray for her, right? Oh, your dad, your dad, your dad. Okay. Well, first, and this is a, I think this is the first time ever, Aaron Hobbs, one of our own students, one of my own pals, is gonna give, is gonna offer some words of encouragement for her friend Mackenzie. You ready? So, Mackenzie, first and foremost, I wanted to say to you and to everyone with us today that I am so unbelievably proud and honored to be a part of your life. In just the last few months of getting to know one another, I have discovered a best friend, a role model, and a sister all wrapped into one person. I remember the days when I used to pray to God for a friend like you, and as always, he provided with a gift more perfect than I could have ever imagined. You are such a blessing to everyone you come into contact with. You radiate all things good and live a life that so wholly reflects Jesus and all that he stands for. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator of the heavens and the earth. With his own hands, he created the oceans, mountains, and the stars, then looked around and thought he needed a Mackenzie Strickland as well. In Mark chapter 1, after Jesus is baptized, a voice comes down from heaven and says, You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. The Spirit then sends Jesus off into the unknown wilderness to continue his journey. Today, it is the same with you. At this very moment, God is shouting with joy that you, Mackenzie, are his daughter, that he loves you, and that he is very pleased. In the upcoming months, you are being sent into your own version of the wilderness, also known as college. I pray that through this transition, you grow even stronger in your faith and become even more deeply rooted in your relationship with him. God has a plan for you. <laughs> God has a plan for you that is even more beautiful than either of us could ever imagine, and I honestly cannot wait to see where he leads you next on this awaiting adventure. Standing up here with you today is such a privilege, and looking at you now, I see nothing but grace, courage, and strength. It is powerful beyond words that today you go from death to life on the same day we celebrate Jesus conquering the grave. On this day, he rose from the dead, and on this day, as you rise from the water, you will forever be washed in love and mercy. So God looks at you and says that you are his daughter and that you bring him great joy. And when I look at you, I see my friend, and you bring me so much joy. <laughs> well, here we go. Wasn't really prepared to go after that, but... Um... Mackenzie, our amazing daughter, um, from your father and your mother and your immediate family, we're so proud of you. Um, from the little girl up to high school senior now that you have become, um, I just ask you to continue to shine, and that is serve others, honor God, improve continually, navigate by values, and excel in your relationships. We love you, and we are so proud of you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the joy that is Mackenzie. Um, thank you for all that you have done in her life. 
Thank you for not just the way you have made her, but who you are making her into. I pray that today would catapult her into a new level of relationship with you. I pray that she would hear the words that have been spoken to you and not just treasure them, but embody them. I pray that as she comes out of this water today, she would experience your grace in a way unlike before. So, God, we bless you for Mackenzie because she is a joy to us. We love you. Amen. fit in this like for real well toby here's the thing probably not but we're gonna make it work buddy i'm gonna get yummy just to splash some water up on your head for the part that doesn't cover here yummy i'm gonna give this to you so i don't think they make toby size towels do they i think they're called bed sheets right anyway i've known toby for a while and i'm so man i'm so proud to be part of this with you why don't you tell everybody why you want to get baptized what Christ does today to touch the lives of other people. Yes. Toby, I love you, man. I've known Toby since Toby was like only six feet tall. So that was when he was like a toddler. Um, Toby, I've known you for a while and everything you do is unbelievable. Everything you do is excellent. Everything you do, people stand up and take notice and are blessed by it. And I just want to say that those are God-given gifts. Who you are is a gift from God, and it is just starting. Use it, man. You've got what it takes to do exactly. I mean, I know you have goals and plans and ambitions and dreams. More than that, there are people at your school and on your team that you're like, man, these are my guys, and I absolutely am going to live to influence them. And t- today is just the beginning, man. More than that, Toby, you are such a joy and privilege to be around. You, you change the room when you walk in. You are fun. You are funny, man. You can, you can say nothing and still be the life of the party. It's unbelievable, right? And it's such, I'm so thankful that I get to stand up here with your family and friends and acknowledge you on this day. I'm so proud of you for what you're doing. Remember today, remember this step you're taking. Remember that this is a step, the first step of many that you're taking with Jesus. Cool? Cool. Heavenly Father, we would like to thank you for blessing us with this wonderful son, Toby. We ask that you please continue to be the light to his path and the lamp to his feet. You are the porter, he is the clay. Mold him according to your will for his life, Father. Jehovah, we thank you today. And we ask that you please let his light so shine so the whole world will see and glorify you. In Jesus' name we have prayed.
Good job, Toby. We had to double dip it, but we got it all the way. We need a bigger horse trough, Steve. All right, Emily Glaze. Here we go. Last one. All right, if you're part of the Glaze clan, y'all can go ahead and make your way up here. While they're doing that, oh, don't, no, you can't already start. That's not fair. We need one more towel, please. Maybe you got it perfect. Oh, can you toss me one? Mine got, mine got snatched. Thank you so much, Lori. Emily. Hey, pal. How you doing? Okay, you want to tell everybody why you want to get baptized? Um, I knew love when I came to know Christ. He's always been a faithful friend to me. And he died for me, so I want to live for him. so proud of you like you personally as a friend make me so happy your joy your sense of humor the just life at the highest level that you live and show others is a blessing like i know so many people who say if you don't know emily glaze you're missing out and that is an absolutely true statement I've seen you come so far already in your relationship with Jesus. You have this, this like faith that just says, I'm going to trust him and believe him and love him no matter what. And it is inspiring. And so what I want to say to you this morning is never lose that. Never lose the childlike faith that you have. Never lose that desire to be the best friend that you could be, to be the best follower of Jesus, to be, to be the best example you can be. Because you're already blessing people around you. And that's what God has for you. God has for you to be a blessing to others by doing for others what he's done for you, which is showing this, them this irresistible love. I love you, Emily. You're awesome, okay? You're going to pray? Dear Lord, we ask that you bless Emily and watch over her as she continues to grow and learn in your truth. And we ask that you help her shine her light and stay strong and courageous as she shows others your love. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. sing this song just one time as an act of celebration for all that God has done and is doing.
you guys have a great Easter. And again, we all, all God's people said, amen. We'll see you soon.